Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 371. This is Russ, and I have Aaron and Rich. Hey. Dr. Kern is MIA this week. But before we start talking about Daryl Dixon season one, episode five, do amours. Uh, we, we did get, it was funny. It was probably like what, 10 minutes after we stopped recording last week. I yes. think, or, <laughs> Literally, um, yeah. <laughs> we did get a, get a Facebook review for last week's episode. So before we get into this week's discussion, uh, Aaron, you were going to read last week's burner rating for, uh, for our episode. Yeah. For, uh, what was last week's called? It was, uh, <laughs> Uh, it was called La Dame de Fer. La Dame de Fer. I got. I'm trying to find the post. There we go. Here it is. We have, lady. we have from uh, Kevin Barry. He writes 3.5 burners out of five. A little late on my post, but an enjoyable episode of Daryl being Daryl, which is never a bad thing. That's what we got for last week. Nice. <laughs> so even if you're late, we'll still get you in. Mm-hmm. I think he just felt the energy coming off of that 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 contentious podcast episode <laughs> yes. where that, that caused a whole rift between Rich and Daryl. They've slept in separate beds for the whole week since. So, I mean, it's, uh... it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right. Uh, yeah. Happy to, happy to get the, get the feedback on, on that episode. All right. So we will get into this week's episode five. Do amours. Um, and we start off with Laurent on the boat. Um, as it's going uh, up the river, um, he's, he's praying, um, which becomes a, a big kind of um, point to this week's episode is, is Laurent um, and how he feels about religion and um, different religions and, and things like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, a faith, faith in general. Uh, is like yes. Yes. For multiple characters seems to be. On, yes. On the not table. just him, but Isabel, even, yeah. even Daryl to some, to some degree. Um, and of course, Aslan. So, um, but so while that's going on, like uh, Laurent is kind of at the front of the boat, and uh, uh, Daryl's talking to Aslan about the nest, um, and he's like, you know, hey, what is this place? You know, how what what's the deal with this? Um, and Aslan tells him, you know, he'll be safe there. He'll be, you know, he's going to be basically meet his destiny. He's he's they're grooming him to be the leader of at least that group, but I think they're, they're hoping and given where, where this episode ends, I think they're hoping that he could be kind of this symbol of freedom leader for yep. France in, in general, not just, not just their little commune or, of, or what have you. Um, and, and so, so they kind of have that, that discussion, uh, about, you know, what, why he can't stay and, and, you know, the fact that he, you know, promised Isabel, um, and, and there, there's some talk about uh, Daryl praying or, or religion and, and things, and he's like, "No, nah, I was kicked out of Sunday school." So, <laughs> so that's pretty good. I like that line. Um, that's the it, first thing uh, I wrote on my notes. 
And, the, <laughs> and that, I, I don't know if it was in this conversation or a later one where we learn what the nest is. And once that was revealed, it all clicked into place for me as to what they're doing with the nest. So. Um, yeah. So now, it, so this episode we get flashbacks. So this is where we fill in the gap of what happened to Daryl to get him to the beginning of, of the series. Um, and so it's, I like, I liked how they did this. I'll just say that up front and I'll, I'll add this. This is a very sprawling episode. Like it is, it it felt like it felt long. (laughs) Like, yes, it was a little longer than the normal. Yeah, it It is. It's like 57 with, and they don't have like anything at the end or anything. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's long and it's long with that. I'm not categorizing that as good or bad. It just felt like, there's a lot going on here. Like, it's like we we yeah. based on where we start versus where we end. It's like a lot happened in this week's episode. And and I have to echo that as far as I like what they did here too with the flashbacks and everything. My only gripe about it is is I wish they would have found a way to incorporate some of it into the last two episodes, or you know have little flashbacks of things, even if they're somewhat out of context in some of these other episodes, because that that's what made this episode much better for me was the fact that we were getting much deeper into not just the origin of Daryl coming here, but just everything that has to do with the storyline seemed to start to click into place in this episode, whereas I feel like it's just been wanderingly wandering boring and aimlessly for the last two episodes. But uh this episode, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of spots in this episode I absolutely cannot stand and I want to rip my eyes out. But for the most part, this was a huge improvement over the last two. I'll say this. I mean, beyond the fact that episode three was perfect and there's no problem there. Uh, the fourth one, I could agree that to an extent that of the of these five that we've watched, I would say the last week's episode was the weakest. Not that I didn't like it, but I would say like I put that on a lower scale. I don't know if the solution would be to just incorporate more flashbacks, but I, I can I can I can feel as far as like any number of like these streaming series that happen to be like six or eight episodes that that's just always the case. There's always this notion of it's the Marvel shows, especially where it's like, now we're just here, I guess for a while before something else happens. And it's like, yeah. all right, <laughs> like we're, we're just, we're, 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 we're moving some pieces into place without it being entirely as interesting as we want it to be. And I don't know that incorporating some flashback stuff into the last two episodes would have made them better necessarily, but I think it would have kept me more invested in what was going on in the episode if they were having other things than just dealing with Quinn, the kid, and Isabel, which was good to a point, but was also super annoying and boring for me anyway. All I needed, all, I, all I'm hearing is that you needed to be rolling during the third episode to get to that club scene. <laughs> Maybe that would have helped you out. All right. <clears throat> oh, do you want to so go down for, that rabbit hole? <laughs> go <to> no. Stop? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So yeah, the flashback. So it starts out with Daryl in America. Uh, we find out a little bit later that that he's in Maine, but but he isn't still in the states. Um, it's kind of funny because it's very much like where we left him in the main show. Like he's got his poncho, he's got his motorcycle, he's got his crossbow. 
Um, and his bike, he's run out of gas, which again, makes sense. Like, you know, there's only so much gas around and you just, you know, you just kind of go as far as like the first episode that actually does something with that though. It's like, oh yeah, he does have gas, I guess we should probably incorporate that in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he breaks, he, he's, I, I can't say breakdown. He's not broken down. He's out of gas. And, um, so he's pushing the bike, um, and stranger comes up behind him. And, you know, immediately it's the whole apprehensive thing. Like, okay, is this guy going to kill me or, or, you know, from both, both perspectives, right? Like you never know in this world, like if you're meeting somebody, if they're on the level or not on the level. Um, and so he, he seems to be at least slightly on the level. Cause yeah, you know, Daryl kind of has the knife to his side and the, the guy asks him like, Hey, are you any good with that? Like he said, Oh, uh, he, he asked if he could help him and, and, and the guy asked him, well, it depends if you're any good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up loading up his bike on the, tr- uh, on his truck and he takes him back to his like compound. And it's, it's real, it's real interesting. Cause it's only like men that are at this compound. Um, it's kind of this weird layout where it's a bunch of little like warehouses and alcoves with a bunch of people in there. Alcoves. Um, and they're, they're rounding up walkers and um, th- th- basically what it is, is they're recruiting people to go out and round up walkers um, for this, whatever this experiment. Uh, I say experiment because what we get is th- the guy that's with the m- man that rescued Daryl is speaking with a French accent, and a lot of French. Like when Daryl first walks into that area, the guy's on a radio and he's the person on the ra- radio on the other end is, is speaking French. The guy's talking back to him is in French. Um, and so they're kind of like, I don't think it's this, too much of a mystery. I, like I, you no, know, I, I get that it's laying the pieces down appropriately, but I mean, it, it's, you know, they're, they's getting test subjects for whatever they're doing. It, it yes, would be true. more of a mystery if this was towards the beginning of the series, but for the sure, fact but, that we know where Daryl ended up, it's pretty obvious. Oh, these guys are related to the French uh, right, thing. For so sure. And the, and the last thing you want about a show heavily advertised as Daryl Goes to Paris is like two episodes worth of Daryl not being in Paris. I mean, it's right. for, for yeah. France. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Although so, it's very obvious that this was still filmed in France, even though they made it look like America. Yeah. I Actually, mean, are, are, are they filming? I, that, I think they're filming it in. Everything is uh, in France, including this, and you can tell by the trucks. Those are those are French style carrier trucks. That I thought they were filming it in Prague. Well, it's a it's it, it's a yeah it's a European production. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yes, they, they, this yeah. is not. Yes, they are because I really thought I'm like, oh well, they did film some here, but then when I saw those trucks, I was like, oh no, they just did a really good job of making it look like America. I mean, sure, but I wouldn't be that impressed if they're like, oh yeah, we use the Atlanta studio we always film at to film some scenes here. Like that'd be like, right. Yeah, <laughs> fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's right. they have these rules too, right? Like he lays down the rules. It's like. Nobody below what was it like five foot four and like no short you know, like no shorties no like women what was it no, no women no, no children, children. For sure yeah that's the yeah one. and um, I understood like with what they were doing why it was men and all that but I did not understand the height requirement were they just trying to eliminate any possibility that Napoleon had returned what was the whole point of the height thing I didn't quite understand that. Two things: Napoleon being short is a myth, and the other thing is I think I it's a it's a it's a matter of the 
I imagine whatever compound they're using, they need somebody of a certain weight, right? Like, and you know, they're not. I assume they're not getting fatties either. Uh, I, I feel like they probably want to get someone that's of a, a certain build so they can properly test this stuff, as opposed to getting like, you know. Oh, I thought they were talking about no, the people participating in doing the hunting. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no. okay. No. They had they, okay. To be fair, there are separate rules. Like Russ is saying, is is focused on the walkers themselves, but they do also say like, you know, no horsing around, no being an asshole, no right. sexual yes. misconduct. There, there's yes. two separate like layouts of rules that he does give. That I does... guess I missed when the guy delineated between. Okay. Because I thought he was talking about the people that were allowed to participate. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's, no, I mean, no. like that, like that kid's there. He's not that big. Because <laughs> like, I was just yeah. trying, I'm like, why does it matter how tall yeah. the hunter is? Okay. Yeah. 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 He. Yeah. There's two separate like, okay. lists of stuff, things that he's saying there. Okay. <laughs> going on. Now that makes sense to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And again, I, th- I think it's more just a control group, right? Like if they're going to experiment yeah, with they need a, different drugs exactly. and this, that, and the other, it's like okay, if every if everybody they're experiencing experimenting with is roughly the same weight height sex and age and get a result status of decay makes several sense well and that Uh, makes a lot more sense because like when we get in a little while when we're on the ship and they have the little the the holds of the the walkers one's marked feed and the other one's marked fast so that now makes a lot more sense okay Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're not mixing chimpanzees and panda bears yeah Right, the classic animals you experiment on: panda bears and chimpanzees. Yes. But if you could, <laughs> pan pansies, I know. Pansies, oh my god, it's like a liger but better and cuddlier. So yeah, so he lays out all his rules. Uh, they go out, and of course, Daryl's able to kind of like it's. It, there was a really cool thing that happened here. Is right when Daryl gets to the compound, he starts picking up a bunch of sticks. Mm-hmm. Like and I was like, "What's up with these like these sticks? Like these like pieces of a branch, you know, of, of a tree branch." Um, and and he's you know he kind of pulls them aside, and when he goes out in his hunt, he's kind of rigged up his crossbow to be like a um, uh, almost like a harpoon, you know, because it's got it's got a, a cable attached to it, mm-hmm. and so he's able to find two fresh-ish looking walkers, I guess, and he's. Uh, he spears them, then ties them up, and then brings them in. And so when they show the other group, um, they've got theirs like all chained up and and walking in, and they're at various states of decay. And then of course Daryl comes in, and he's got his where he's like they're half ass kind of like tied up with a with a cable, um, and they're very they're muzzled essentially. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that which, was the cool thing. Which is, I was kind of t- glad that that they went right to that because I was confused at first. I thought, well, if they're trying to capture them, why did he just stab that zombie in the head? But he didn't. He yeah, stabbed he him through the jaw. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. That that's that's what the stick was. It was totally Daryl. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's like yeah. One shoving like the side of the mouth. One group and, like these, you know, a bunch of guys, and they're like, okay, we got a bunch of them. And the Daryl walks up by himself. It's like here's my here's my my um, P- Peter Piper line of zombies. Yes. I got to follow me back over here. Yeah. But again, I thought it was cool the way he shoved the stick through the side of the mouth to keep it. Yeah. Keep them from being able to bite. Way to shove it, Daryl. Um, yeah, <clears throat> um, so I, th- I thought that was that was pretty cool. 
Um, and so they obviously he brings him in. They reward him with a bunch with some gas. <clears throat> um, and then there's this kid that's walking around that wants to like clearly he's not very skilled or savvy or whatever, but he's got a girlfriend and her dad and he's trying to get some gas so they can they can head out. Um, d- did this kid? I was trying to find out who played the kid. He almost looked like one of the Lawrences, like like what's Joey Lawrence's brother, like the younger brother. <laughs> you, I you just realize thought that, he was familiar, and I, wasn't he in another? You realize that in? the Lawrences are much older than you're depicting them as, right? Now, right? <laughs> yes, but I thought, well, maybe there's like maybe I don't know, maybe one of them has a kid, there's or there's, a, there's a, like a like a really younger brother. I'll say this right like, now, I didn't get a Lawrence vibe at all. But um, I didn't either. But I got a that kid looks familiar, and I was thinking, was he in the world beyond or something? Because he just looks familiar. Let's see here. Jones, is that his name? Gilbert Glenn Brown. No, no Jones is the other guy. What's the what's the fuck? What's the kid's name? Him. TJ. What's his name? Martin Martinez. Um for Okay, I you know what? <laughs> I despite the fact that the Lords are very white. I could see what you're yes. saying a little bit here, looking at his picture, but like, like his facial structure, kind yeah. of like baby face look to him, yeah. you know? Yeah. Are, like not Joey Lawrence, but the brother, I forget which one the brother is. Like there. Andrew's the youngest one, I believe. Okay. Cause then Matthew's the middle one. <laughs> Matthew. That's who he looks like. He looks like Matthew Lawrence, a younger Matthew Lawrence. Fair enough. Anyway, I don't know why that's the guy. Isaac is like, they did. They do have, you like, have his the, IMDB up? Is that I do. Look, does He's it on, show he, him in any other walking dead? Cause I swear he just looks so familiar. No, he's in he's in Magnum PI, he's on Primo, he's on Magnum PI, that's where I know him from. Okay, okay there you go. Yeah. He's on Never Have I Ever. Um Yeah, those are like the main ones, so he has like multiple episodes. Gotcha. All right. <clears throat> Daryl would have so been all over this like, Oh yeah, of course, it's Magnum PI. Yes. <laughs> guy from Magnum PI. Yeah. You don't know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> he did a stint on Chicago Fire. Yeah. No. <clears throat> um, so, yes, yeah, so the kid wants to team up because obviously he knows he can't really make it on his own and needs somebody to kind of lean on uh, to be able to get something out of it. So Entirely fair, um, by the way. It's a shit situation, sure. but it's like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but Daryl's also. I, and I get it on Daryl's end where, at, you know, he's like. I don't have time to like take more responsibility. <laughs> like I can't, right. I can't, yeah. I can't just take another kid. I can't be responsible for you. I got a whole community back here um, that I'm already ditched. Cause I'm trying to find my lost best friend who probably died, but I'm just convinced he didn't like, so now, and now I got to like take care of you kid. No, thank you. <laughs> and he's already kind of committed to the fact that he's going home. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. But the, um, the, it'd be different. The, I guess if he was still on the road and had someplace to be, he could take this kid like, okay, I'll take you as far as, you know, whatever. For sure. But, but this is a, I need gas and I'm out of here. <laughs> I am out. Yeah. I'm outie. Um, all right. So then we catch, we go back to the, to the present. Um, and Laurent who catches a fish, but, uh, he doesn't want to kill it. And it's, it's the, the interaction with him and Daryl is actually pretty good. Cause Daryl's like, what did you think? This was for fun. Like, what? <laughs> like, no, we're going to eat this thing. <laughs> and he's like, well, I can't, I can't eat a, a living thing. You know, it's just like, I, I made a promise to God. Um, and even Aslan tells him like, it's okay. Like 
these are desperate times, desperate measures. You have no choice. God will forgive you for going against your vow, you know, basically, because God doesn't want you to go, go hunger. Let's say this right now, um, too. Aslan rocks. This guy's, yeah. this guy's great. <laughs> I was very upset what happens to him. I we'll, get, really we'll, 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 get, we'll get to him, <laughs> but, he, but this guy, rock and roll. Speaking of rock and roll, Magda We B. spoke I his himself. name three times and he appeared. Daryl <laughs> Taylor's here. I hated it. <laughs> we uh we invoked your name three times because uh the the kid that plays tj uh did a st- we, he looked very familiar i said he looked like one of the joey lawrence matthew lawrence uh clan um aaron looked him up and it turns out this kid did a stint on magnum pi so we we thought okay if daryl was here he would have told us that this kid was on would have been able to PI. tell you that yeah, <laughs> that's right. And that he did a stint on Chicago Fire or PD. Or if I didn't hate the show so much, isn't he the kid that helped out in Rick's bar and then also lived with TC for a while? Uh, well, he was definitely on the bus with um, T Dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, T Dog wasn't in Magnum, wasn't he? He was at all. Yeah. Yes, he, he, was. he was helping the kids. So, yes, he was. <laughs> but, all right. Daryl, just to fill you in a little bit further, Rich actually likes this episode more than last week. So we got, I don't we got know to... how he could love this. This is terrible. This is the worst <laughs> show I've ever <laughs> experienced. I'm trying to keep it even keel here between all of us <laughs> finding the middle ground <laughs> chaos machine jumps in now <laughs> I couldn't hate it more if I hated it more it's it's I hated it it's more than hate it's hate I hate it yeah, that's about the Ashoka finale yeah Daryl we're not talking about Ahsoka we're talking about Daryl Dixon so oh I hate that too it's I hate it it's no let's go let's do this alright so we're talking about Laurent and the fish that's where we're at I like the part where Laurent waves his hand over the fish and pours it over and it spills out wine. And then, <laughs> Oh, that was, was my favorite part. I was waiting for him to take the fish and some bread and then make a bunch of like fish and loaves of bread out of it. But yeah, um, should have happened. Yeah. So, uh, Laurent asked, started asking Daryl about his friends. He's basically like, Hey, you know about me. I don't know anything about you. Do you have any friends? And uh, Daryl met, you know, he starts talking about Judith and RJ and Carol and um, is, is it, uh, the, the delivery of this is pretty wonderful because it's so like, yes, puppy dog Daryl mode where he's doing this. Like, yeah, there's Judith and RJ, they're your age. And, and then there's, Connie, uh, there's, there's Connie, Connie and then this, uh, this lady, Carol, and it's like, yes, the way, just the, the choices he's making is so like, yeah. I love, I love that he knows this character well enough to be like, this is how Daryl would act like this is entirely yes. how he would yeah. deliver. So that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, so then we cut over to Isabel who wakes up um, confused and in a palace. Like she is yeah. like, this is an opulent ass uh, establishment that she's woken herself up in. Um, and, and kind of sees what what's going on. And I'm so not sure if it was, but it kind of looked like Versailles, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Which, if it is, that's pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the 
the very filled out wiki page for this show, and if it was, it it would have said so here. So it just okay. seems like it's a palace. Okay, <laughs> like I look, like I'm I look. I, like I, I said, I wasn't sure, but it looks a lot like. I hear you, and I wanted to. Ver- I wanted to verify that, but I'm like, I looked at TJ's page, a kid who's in this show for like 20 minutes, and it's in like seven paragraphs. So it's like if this, if, <laughs> if this, this Quinn's Mansion, as it's called, doesn't have anything, it's like okay, probably nothing, nothing specific. Then, <laughs> so Isabel starts starts praying, um, as well, and uh, Quinn comes in. Um, and tells her that you know, hey, he wanted to make sure she got plenty of rest, and. Uh, he said that he heard from his people and that uh, Daryl and um, Laurent made it out of the city. Like they basically, they, they were safely able to pass uh, outside the, the city. Um, we cut back to um, uh, Daryl and, and crew. And they've, at this point they've kind of made camp, um, you know, obviously with the fishing and everything else, they've, they've kind of traveled as much as they're going to travel for the day. They stopped for the night um, and uh, Laurent asked Daryl if he ever read the Quran, and uh, Daryl says no. And he 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 says he finds it interesting that uh, there are so many names for God, and they're all the the same God. And so they kind of have this little conversation about um, Aslan being Muslim because he's looking for you know based on he's got his his little watch, and um, based on the time he knows it's it's time to for him to pray. Um, so again, more of of this. Uh, I, I actually thought this was interesting too because it, it shows. I I know at times we've been critical of of Laurent or, or children, but it I thought it was interesting. It kind of shows his natural curiosity and not like that he genuinely is interested in knowledge and learning. Yeah, I was um, and so for him starting to, to like the kid at this scene. I'm just going to make it clear. Oh, I've never no. had an issue with Laurent. I think he has been fine throughout this show. Oh, I wanted him dead from jump. <laughs> no, you know, I, I didn't like the kid. I, 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 I agree with you, though, as far as what this episode's presenting, where, especially because you, with, with this core trio right now, we have you know someone that's been raised by nuns, essentially. We right. have a Muslim man, yeah. and we have Daryl, who is, right. at the very least, agnostic. <laughs> so yes. it's like, yeah, I, I like that this is an episode that's actually trying to put those things together. I'm not expecting, like, yeah, big theology lesson from The Walking Dead, but I do appreciate that it's like, okay, there's actually, like, meaningful discussion going on here that's not rooted in nihilism or what do we have to do next in terms of the plot goes yeah yeah they think it's optimistic because it's about people that believe in god still that are like okay things are terrible but they'll get better yeah. like that's the, right that's the core yeah, i can't wait for that scene though when carol shoots him in the head <laughs> look at the flowers look at the flower and pray <laughs> and then she just yes loves it away. um we cut back to isabel and she's kind of looking around and and kind of snooping and stuff, and she's able to take a piece of the of a frame, and kind of basically make a weapon out of it. Um, and she gets one of those obviously palace shivs that we're always yeah talking yeah about. yes. You know, don't you hate when yes. that happens? <laughs> yes, a gold a gold shiv. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what a Mary it's what a Mary Antoinette had uh, underneath her whatever yes. garters. <laughs> oh sure, had a, had a homemade yeah. Shiv. We cut back to the campsite, and that evening, Daryl walks by, and here's Laurent, and he's praying for Daryl's loved ones. Like, he's praying for Judith and RJ and It's the nicest Connie thing. <laughs> it was so sweet. It was so I, sweet. I thought it was cool. It's so nice. Um, <laughs> yes. 
And then th- this is where Daryl and Azalon have the talk about the watch, right? Like yeah. the, what what purpose in life is. And he's like, oh, you still carry the watch? And he's like, well, you know, when I first came to um, to the nest, I had lost my wife. I lost my child. Um, and the leader there gave me this watch. And um, I went and fixed the watch and brought it back to him. And it, it, basically, there was no purpose to it. He let, me, oh, he, he let me keep the watch after I fixed it. Um, and so, so again, it's like he, he, he said, you know, there was no purpose. The watch itself didn't have any kind of meaning, but given the fact that he was able to fix the watch and get it working again, it kind of gave him purpose. And so again, it kind of taught him that, you know, that there's, there are reasons to live. There's things, you know, to do, you can keep yourself busy and to find a purpose for yourself in life and, and things like that. Again, I thought it was a very, um, I, I, I thought it was a very, a very good conversation that, uh, that they had it it is and it's i don't want to say shoehorned in here but it's like it's not like daryl's lost any will to live here like it's 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 not like he's given up anyway whatsoever he's he's very motivated to do exactly what he wants to do but like the i i I agree as far like it's it's a it's a well-written speech basically it's 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 well if we're going to do this at least there's good stuff coming out of it and I, I think also it probably helps set up the fact that the nest isn't some hellscape of oppression, sure, yeah, right? Like yeah. it, at least it kind of conveys to Daryl, okay, you're taking this kid there, and these are the kind of people that that live there. Like the, you know, this isn't uh, you know a situation, especially Daryl being skeptical of you know what Laurent civil, is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, given he's been through, like every time they come across a new settlement for something except for alexandria it's always been like a nightmare uh-huh. so that's no that's um, that's fair actually as far as <laughs> making him more positive about the idea of dropping a kid off somewhere yeah i can see how his right. words of encouragement would be helpful yeah i mean not that aslan knows all the stuff that daryl's been through but but again i mean we, I, I read so, all those narnia books aslan knows exactly what's going on <laughs> yes, oh he does exactly. so that we cut back to the flashback <clears throat> um and the kid that was trying to team up with daryl tj um, he's still trying to kind of get in good. So he goes to the other group of people and, and the, the, the uh, MAGA crowd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Very, <laughs> bingo. <laughs> Got it. <in> one. <laughs> That's actually pretty. What do you funny. mean by that? Didn't it? <laughs> um, so he goes, he goes up to those guys and he's trying to weasel his way in and he can't really do it. And they're like, I'll tell you what kid, you go chop us a bunch of firewood and maybe we'll let you come tomorrow with us. And so, of course, the kid goes over to chop wood, and it's a complete disaster. And Daryl kind of has pity on him, and he's like, look, you follow through, and he kind of teaches them how to do it. Um, and this is where they have a conversation about his girlfriend and her father. And I love that he's like, yeah, we want to head out to California. He's like, I, I heard, heard it's better, better out there. <laughs> and, and, and all of us collectively watching the show going, uh-uh-uh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Somebody's clearly never seen yeah. fear. Even, even if you have a boat on the harbor, it's not great for you. Yeah, sit <laughs> back and cool. watch this show. For Don't even dare try to go on an airplane or a tunnel no. over on that side of the world. No. Yeah. No. You can't even head down into yeah. Mexico uh, along the coast. <laughs> One of our last havens, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's kind of sets, sets things up there. We come back to the present. Um, and then Annie shows up at Quinn's while Isabel and Quinn are kind of having this um, I mean, at this point, it's not even a moment like Quinn again, Quinn is trying to get 
like Isabel came back to him. Quinn is trying to get into her good graces. Isabel's, I think, still trying to figure out like what her what her plan and what she wants to do. Yeah, Quinn here. is all he's um, full like I, he put on the Sex Panther cologne. He's ready to go. Right, and yes. He's trying to get this thing happening. Yes. <laughs> Tiger out. Yeah. Isabel's like maybe yeah. I'll kill you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yes. So she has her shiv ready to go, and so she she starts to kind of lead him on or play into his affections, um, and it, it really like seems like she's gonna do the deal and kill him. And then he starts talking about, well, I believe in redemption. I know you believe in redemption. And he does appear to have some sincerity in his, I mean, obviously Quinn is manipulative and duplicitous and everything else, but at least in the moment, it seemed like he was being somewhat sincere and enough so that I think it just caused Isabel to question Okay, do I do I really want to murder this man? Like, am I am I at the point where I really need to to kill yeah. him? He, he certainly um, seems on like and the she, ca- chaotic good part of the scale. Like that's that's where I seem to put yeah. Quinn. Like I, he's doing a lot of he, he's a very greater good kind of guy, but I don't think he's entirely self serving in the same way that other leader types have been in this universe. And and maybe not even as much as he was when, when he first met him. She saw him yeah. last, right? Yeah, because now he, he so, I think he, he's fully Lando when it comes to the club. It's like, yeah, I have my own place yes. to take care of. Yeah. Um, so she backs down. That's an Ahsoka reference, um, by the way, Lando. I don't know if you know that character. <laughs> um, don't get me started. <laughs> they, um, Quinn walks out of the room, you know, when things like it basically becomes a like, Oh, I know you're not ready yet. Like, I know you're coming around, but, but I, I understand you're not, it, it's not time yet. And so Super Quinn leaves the room. Yeah. And then Annie's out there had a drink or two at this point and holds up the glass, drops it almost has tears in her mm-hmm. eyes and, and then leaves. Um, and I'm like, girl, get so it together. Jesus. Yeah. That's where we're at with, with, uh, we don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a part of this that that I have some questions about when we get to to a later part of the uh, a part of the episode. Me too. Probably um, the same question, but I'll save it for that. <laughs> so uh, we go back to the flashback, and at this point, um, Daryl uh, in the group he's found that you know he's got the, the, they have a radio, so he wants to try and use the radio, and he's trying to get a hold of Carol. So he's 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 you know, or or I guess the the settlement at this point. So he's trying to raise him on the radio, and um, just as a like he kind of gets a little bit of a flash of something and then it disappears and then just as he's walking away we hear carol's voice calling out to him you know he comes back to the radio they kind of have a little bit of a chit chat back and forth i thought this was cool i wasn't expecting to hear carol's voice on on the in the show yeah, so nice. I, yeah yeah i thought that was pretty cool it was surprising um they kind of have a little you know back and forth you know small talk yeah he's He's talking. He's talking on there. He's like, "Yeah, sorry about the uh, the hell way the show turned out. It just, you know, Paris was the best filming location. Uh, you know, I just didn't know what to do about it." <laughs> like, "Oh, it's all right, Pookie Bear. Yeah. I'm just making cookies back here at home. It's fine." Um, but he says, "I'll be home in a week at the most. I promise." Like he promises her, he's coming home in a week. Um, yes, ah, first mistake. Um, I'm uh, one day away from. I'm one week away from retirement. Um, so. That's right. But she starts to say somebody came back or somebody came home or somebody came something and then she fades out and he he's trying to desperately get I, back to her. So a little bit of, I have three guesses 
on who it is. My first is the least likely, and that that is um um shit. Cotter. No, nice. Dwight. <laughs> that, it, that it's Dwight after him and Sherry Smith, but I don't think so, and Daryl would have no investment there. <laughs> then I think most likely it's Morgan. And then my special hope and wish of who came back is Dog. Why would Dog come back? Dog's always... I don't think Dog would go. Dog would dog 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 Dog's with Carol. Yeah. yeah. No. I thought Dog took off. No. But no. Dog's with Carol. No. Oh. Well, then I'll have to work. Dog's fine. Dog is so then yeah, I'm dog's pretty sure it's Dog's Morgan. like vice president, too. They, like, promoted him. Like, <laughs> the show. I, oh, yeah. He's running the I setup. know that yeah. it's not because yeah. of the way she said it. It's not Rick. Like a Obvi- lot of Obviously, yes. Yeah, because she wouldn't be like... Yeah, she, she, she wouldn't that bury that the lead on that. Like, it would have been <laughs> Rick's alive, not Rick came yeah. back. It's you Rick's don't bury alive. that lead. If, it could also be Michonne came back because... Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, or even Negan. Obviously, yes. Obviously, it's teasing plenty yeah. of stuff there as far as sure. those are going to go. But sure. yeah, but yes, it definitely wouldn't be like big characters. Like right. because just the way she's delivering. I would love if it's somebody that we never. It's, uh, heard what's of his name? Uh, it in there, Doctor Dre from. Uh, yeah. Well, oh yeah, that guy. Spoilers for our uh, our our burner ratings because that's a guess that we Heath, have. Yes, Heath. <laughs> Heath, that's right. He's, yeah. He was under the bridge. Oh, I thought they were going to save him for a spinoff just called the Walking Heath. Dead. Heath. Well, that's the start of the spinoff. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> back. So, um, back to the present. Um, that evening, Daryl and, and Lauren are asleep in the tent. <clears throat> they hear a walker coming up. Daryl goes out, kills it. Um starts walking around to find Aslan and finds there's a couple couple dead walkers out there. So this is part I was a little confused. Well, no, he kills a walker. He like he stabs a walker through the face in the right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He kills yeah, that one and then, yeah, he's yeah. walking out and sees a couple more on the on the ground. So then he finds Aslan and he's okay. Is he stuck to the telephone? Like, did he get like like knocked back? He got Dean Winchester all the way, man. Right yeah, in the back. He, he yeah. at some point during the battle he had with these few walkers, he slipped or something and backed into okay, a telephone pole that impaled him. Yeah, it was it was an accidental yeah. measure on his own. Right, because he even um, doing. I like yeah, the dad irony. Was a tele- too. Worked his for the telephone dad company. Used to work yeah. for the telephone company. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, I think I was bitten on my back." So, like, yeah, poor. This this guy this poor bastard yeah. just like bad luck combined with getting bit. Um, Here's what I don't understand is so the there was noise of like the tin cans and stuff moving around that woke Daryl, but him that dude fighting a bunch of zombies out there didn't wake him up. If I was, well, I mean he's doing this for a while. He was probably trying to be quiet yeah. about it. Also, I mean he's yeah, uh, probably he doesn't, he doesn't want to make noise to attract even more. Yeah, if he yells out, oh yeah, good just point. To yeah. Shine a light on it. Also, yeah, who knows how fast he was actually? Well, I guess he killed a few of them because they were laying on the ground. But, um, but yeah, um, so he at yeah. this point he gives him he gives Daryl the watch, opens it up and says, "Okay, keep going up the river until you see this building," which I thought was cool. Again, the the whole watch has m- m- have some meaning. 
Well, and now that we know what the nest is, this is where we learn what the nest is. I think this is cool, and it's added so much to this story, is just seeing that picture of, of the building. Be, before we get too far past this, I wrote in my notes, one of the best death scenes in The Walking Dead. The, yeah. the, the Like, the tenderness going on here between these two, and, like, the comfort he's putting to this man who, you know... Yeah, is at peace. Like I love right. this. Like this is such a like wonderful way to, if you're going to send somebody off, and it's a character we know for you know forty minutes total of this series. Yeah. Like I, I absolutely thought it was like the best handling they could have done, and in general for this show, like we have characters that we really like on the show that have not like I don't know Jesus who were horribly served by comparison to what Aslan gets in this episode. It's just like, this is so, this is so sad for one thing, but it's like, I yeah. really like how he's going out. I love, you know, I you love threw him. me when you said Jesus at first. I thought, what? Yeah. Remember, I remember all went, about him. Remember that, uh, that flashback <laughs> on the walking dead. It's a humperdoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now that we know that the nest is Mont Saint Michel, that adds a whole interesting layer to exactly what the nest is and why Laurent would be safe there and everything else. So, um, and I can't believe with it being in France that I didn't even think, why don't they incorporate that into the show? But it is a perfect thing to incorporate into the show. Well, we're, we're glad that it's it's won you back over before the series, the season finale. <laughs> I mean, you guys know what Mont Saint Michel is, right? Yeah, it's like an island, right? Like it's not Madonna. just an island. It's, well, one, it's the oldest abbey in France, but it's oh. it's a, a fortified island. Um, Saint Louis or Saint Louis the uh, uh, the Eleventh used it as like a prison for a while and other things like that. It was kind of like an Alcatraz in a way. But in recent history, that's where after the Allies landed on the in Normandy, that's where the Germans retreated to and held up until the fall of forty four. I don't know, but it's a very fortified place and it's just it's mm-hmm. like it makes so much sense for why they want to take Laurent there. Don't yeah. you France blame me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I, I, I didn't. I didn't know the significance of it either. So yeah, Rich, Rich Curly has more on inside. I, yeah, I knew it was like an island, like with like a base of sorts. But yeah, cool. Thank you for that I, information. I, I'm very, very steeped in history, and so yeah, that's why I was like, I was Francophile that, Richard Sheldon. Yeah, when he Fine. showed that watch, I was like super excited. I was like, is that? And then I even had to look it up because I'm like, that looks. And sure enough, man, it's an exact outline of that building. Yeah, the listeners can't see this right now, but there's a but there's a big uh, bucket of, of fried frog legs next to Rich as he's describing this to us. So it's, it's, <laughs> oh, he's really, he's really invested. I'd love some fried frog legs. Oh no! Gotta face a Kermit on the bucket and everything. <laughs> um. So yeah, so they get the they figure out where they need to go. He Daryl has the watch, um, and then they they bury him. You know, they 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 actually take the time to to bury him. Um, and then Laurent puts his um, his beads in is his prayer, his prayer book I think well, no his his his, 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 his prayer mat and the pre yeah, the pre, yes the prayer mat yeah. um, I thought he had a Quran too he put down. maybe not I don't know um, so yeah he put they put that there and kind of lay him to rest um, so then they head to the boat and the boat's gone. <laughs> 
course it is. And I I yelled. <laughs> I, I like, did. What, no, the bulls I, yeah. I was so mad. I was so mad. Um, so Daryl looks, sees the rope. The rope's cut. Um, oh, shit. And then he puts it together pretty quick that yeah. Laurent is the one that cut the boat free. Um, and now I want to kill the kid again. And then, <laughs> and then okay. Daryl loses his shit. Like he just he does. Sure did. I loved it. But he I I love this too. And look, yes, like that's not you're not going to be like I I'm 100 Laurent, but the, it is so by design and so in character with both of them in that moment. It is. I, I loved well, all yeah. of this too. And so- it harkens back to like when when Judith didn't tell him that Michonne took off to look for Rick because she didn't want Daryl to leave. So it, you kind of see the parallels there. But I still wanted to strangle the kid. Also, the layers in Daryl's blowing up at him because you could see in his face as he's doing it that he's starting to realize I am sounding just like my dad did with me and Merle. And yeah, and this is. I thought it was very, very well done. I still wanted to kill the kid, though. It's like he scream, he, he throws a big f bomb out there once again. This show not batting away from that. No, no, um, no. Like I think I think he swore more than Negan has. <laughs> like, oh yeah, been, no, everybody's f bombing in this episode. Yeah, and he gets loud. Like we don't we don't see Daryl loud. He no. doesn't lose it. No, he doesn't lose the no. composure very often. Uh, the the one I always call to as far as like when Daryl got angry is what he what he's when when Jenner's like we've locked I've locked you all in here the the doors the doors like what grenade proof whatever and he's like your head ain't and he yells at my favorite Daryl lines (laughs) but no he gets he gets just like you're and like you're saying Rich like I the fact that he's able to temper himself and then Laurent has his own explanation. Like, it's just like, this is just good stuff. Like, I really like this is like, as far as Norman Reedus is concerned as an actor on the, I think this is like his best episode as an actor. Like, I think he's doing between this and the flashback. He's doing just great work here. Yeah. Uh, This episode went a long way in humanizing that kid for me more than the last bit, because I just felt like he's just this annoying, aloof idiot that I, I don't know, but they, actually added depth to him. In I, I agree that they've humanized him more by nature of it's just the two of their, or, you know, three, but that's just the two of them. And so there's right. less stuff pulling them around. That's based entirely on plot and more of here's these two on the road. What's that yeah. look like? Yeah. Yeah. I did like though, when he floated over the water, <laughs> I tried to drink something. You made me spit. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Just saying. Uh-huh. So we cut back to Isabel, um, and we know that she tried to kill herself once before, and Quinn right. found her. Um, and here we are again, where she feels kind of lost, desperate. Um, she's looking in this uh, mirror in this palace and pulls out her little shiv and is thinking about killing herself again. Um, and at that point, uh, in comes the 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 maid or or the the who the house house lady whatever, um, and she has breakfast. Oh, and the eggs look so good. Yeah, didn't they? Um, they did. And she they she put said the milk she had in it like you're supposed to. I bet you. It's oh fluffy. yeah, that's exactly how you do it. Or heavy whipping cream if you have it. Yeah. Um, and then was that a little parsley or something in there? Anyway. Um, yeah, probably spinach. I think a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. 
Um, some tomato in there, maybe. Some all right, foodie, foodie corner's over. Let's stop. Okay. <laughs> Getting hungry. Stop it. Stop it. So she says, uh, w- oh, how did she put it? She said, uh, from a, a friend or. And, she and said it Isabel k- a- questions her, and she's like, oh, I didn't say it was like my friend or. It, it, she Queens. she was basically cryptic about the fact that like hey take a look at this food wink wink nod nod as she walked away, um, and so Isabel goes she over said friend I think she said friend yeah Isabel goes over to the food, looks at the eggs and then there's a little scroll thing that she unfurls and reads and just kind of has a look on her face so um, we'll get to that in a minute as to what was really going on there because I I have a I th- I th- I'm pretty sure I know what was up, but I was. I I have another theory that maybe I have two maybe theories a on what was up, but I think now that I've thought about it more, I think I know what was up. But yeah, I have the same kind of questions. So I thought it said just don't drink the lemonade. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, don't Perfect. don't don't drink or eat. So we cut back to Daryl and Laurent. They hear some vehicles coming up, and th- they decide to hide. Um, at this point, also Laurent, some stuff fell out of his backpack. So he was getting ready to pick it up. And Daryl's like, Nope, they're coming. Like we need to go. Um, they obviously stop to go pick up the stuff at this point. Daryl gives Laurent the watch and says, go like he, you know, this is, you know, keep going until you see this place. That's where you need to go. Get out of here. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, then we cut to the flashback and, it's Daryl in the camp and he sees the group of the, of the MAGA people coming back <laughs> and, and the kid that, that he was helping TJ is at the back of the, of the line and he's dead. He's, he's yeah. turned into one of the, one of the walkers and Daryl notices like he's like, he was choked out. Like he's got ligature marks around his neck. Um, they like, clearly murdered this boy. Yeah. They, yes. they murdered him to get a fresh kill. They wanted a court. So of course Daryl punches them and they get into a big fight and then they all they all get rounded up. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. At this point, because it looked like they had a bunch more of the crew on the boat. So is this whole thing a scam? Like they they gather these people up to go grab a bunch of walkers to where they meet their quota. And then they take the people that they use to round up the walkers. Well, they're definitely wanting to get fresher ones and stuff, which makes me question as to have they ran out of walkers in Europe? Now they have to import them from America. (laughs) I mean, I didn't quite understand that whole thing. But I also think that whether these people got got them or not, that eventually, even if they didn't break the rules, they were going to end up on that boat one way or another. Uh, I'll say this. I think this is the clunkiest part of the episode as oh, far yeah. as how yeah, we sure. – because it's like this flashback is Daryl punches a guy and then he's like being – you know, he's not even being round up yet. He's just being like took it, take the away, like stop the fight basically. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, and that's right. kind walking off on his but, own a little it, that's, bit. That's what I'm saying. And then the next flashback is he's in handcuffs with the other guy. And I'm like, when, when did, when did right. this happen? Like, yeah, what? It's like you missed something. So like yeah. – Almost like there was a, f- a flashback they had to cut for time yeah, or so something. So like, yeah. Russ, to answer your question – I don't necessarily think that that's the idea. I lean less on that, especially since, well, if these guys are earners, you don't kill your earners. 
Like you don't you don't kill Daryl, right. the guy that's the one man army bringing in food, you know, bringing in the supplies for you. You you keep him around. So that's what threw me off as far as him being like rounded up. The the one like caveat I can give it is they needed an excuse to just get more people because they need people to feed to the walkers. But it's like that's pretty. Right. It's a little lazy, a little, a little, a little either lazy or yeah. easy. And I mean, they did make a point of saying like, no, like here's exactly, the rule, no yeah. fighting, so like, no, it, you know, like so. you can justify it as they, they, they had an excuse to take them, but it's like, eh. <laughs> that seems a little yeah. flimsy knowing that they yeah. killed like that, the, that the, the hillbillies killed the, the kid, yeah. right? So that would be a and violation of and their... And there's more hillbillies than one Daryl. So it's like, round all right. them up. <laughs> like, what, right. like yeah. these, these guys that yeah. are clearly the ones at fault here. <laughs> like, but again, yeah. I think no matter what you do, eventually you ended up on that boat. Perhaps. Like, I could, right, right. I could, I could see that happening, especially in this damn show. But I, it's just... You, you just... I just look at the results Daryl's getting, and I see, like, what seems like an entirely reasonable person as far as the whole gas trade situation here. It's yeah. like, I, I, I can't believe I, this is just my optimism speaking. Like I can't think every single person's evil all the time. So I'm like, right. so it just feels Have like you met humanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, every, you get a Rick out of this every now and again. That's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. Yeah. I hear you. But I mean, I don't, I, think I, don't, I, don't think is... I don't think it's implausible. I hear what you're saying. And I think, yes, probably for the most part, they would take anyone that, that they could to put it in that feed tank so they can feed walkers. I mean, if, like, if, if Daryl were to sit there and just stay and just keep doing it, nothing would happen. But the thing is, is if they break the rules, they end up on the boat. If they yeah, say, hey, I've got enough gas, thanks a lot, and they start to leave, then they end up on the boat. I just don't think there's really, once they've recruited you in... With the nice guy who comes over, are you any good with that? No, I knew something was up from the beginning, but well, okay. But fair. again, I mean, knew, I mean, we 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 don't have enough information to just go on to this. So it's yeah, like, no, we really right. don't. Yeah, good. So it wasn't just me. No, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's to me, it's, it was it's unclear. A part of the episode for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This up and this whole sequence, and even the them getting captured here in a minute. Is all clunky to me. This kind of really threw the episode backwards for me. <laughs> so, all right, so let's get to it. So, again, this is the part where Daryl told Laurent to go. Daryl tries to sneak up on one of the one of Cadron's men, and of course, isn't super quiet, and he's busted. So, at this point, they all surround him, and. I think at this point, Daryl knew probably these guys are heavily armed. There's a convoy of them. I don't think, yeah, I I don't think Daryl thought he was actually going to be able to take all these guys down. He wanted to buy Laurent time to get the hell out of there. Maybe, but this thing, what didn't make sense to me was, like, when they ran off to the side of the road, yes, Laurent stopped and said my stuff, but they still had a little bit of time they could have gotten to that tree line or something i don't know it just Maybe. it just seemed very undaryl like this whole sequence and i well, get I think that maybe, was the point i think he he panicked in daryl fashion i mean i, no, I was to say daryl daryl don't panic well that's daryl's version of panic i think I, well again he he's trying to buy the kid time right. so desperately he, i mean he 
I mean, he succeeded in what he was That's trying what to I do. fell back on. I could, I could agree, Rich, to a point as far as it's less clunky than the scene we were just talking about, but it's, it feels yeah. a bit more of we're bridging a gap as opposed to showing you every single aspect of this plan. Yeah, it just, it, it just really felt off. And I don't know. I just was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is, we went through all of that. Isabel sacrificed herself in a way to make sure they got out all of that just for us to get to this point and some stupidity like this and Daryl acting out of character somewhat just ruins everything. I don't know. I, it really, it really kind of pulled me out of what I was enjoying about this episode. Perhaps, but I mean, what you're asking for is an eight episode series where we have them further on the road, but they get right. caught, but they still well, have to get caught, but, but they still have to get caught because we still have to go back to where we end up with this episode. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just dragging out an inevitable. It yeah, you still got to get them all yeah. back together. Yeah, yeah right. it was just to use your word clunky. <laughs> I, yes, I, I and I, I I I think that's a fair that's fair. I think it this back half of the episode it's a little more because I think part of it's because it's it is six episodes. Like we're combining a lot of stuff pretty quickly here to get us where we need to be. I mean, it just goes to my argument of a, of a lot of TV shows that they need to do more than six episodes of something. I I don't know though because that the the adverse version of that is we have episodes we have these shows that feel like eight-hour movies where it's like just cut all a lot of the shit out <laughs> make it make it make it yeah. two hours put on put it in the theater no like, it just goes to, i think it it goes to trying to adju- eventually adjust but do you got writers that are not used to to this sure. moving from one format to the other it's just it i think that this is what it's going to be like until it you know i also think i also am wondering how much of uh lurch it got into whenever um it turned out carol wasn't going to be in this and then that could have been part of it too. their whole idea that's part but even then that's like that that happened such a long time ago at this point where it's yeah. like, like the writers were blindsided completely as far as yeah. how to make it they hadn't even started i mean yeah they I, even I, I don't disagree that, that yes they obviously had to adapt to something i just don't think it's like this sudden like they had everything written out and it's like oh no now we gotta go page one again like i think they had to like sure. There's a version of the show that's different, no question. Yeah, There's probably a different version of the season based on whatever budget they had, whatever changes happened with the rest of the Walking Dead stuff. Where they're like, okay, now we're down to six episodes instead of eight or whatever. Like I, we and can only TV. Spec- I mean, you just never. It's so many other behind the scenes factors yeah. that could have went into it. You you just don't know. And the things we're questioning all come down to there's little time to show like six different things happening pretty close right. together. So that clearly spec- that clearly shows you. Yeah, there's probably a time when there was more Which episodes to work with than not. Maybe they could have cut out a little bit of the boring monotonous of the last two episodes to make up for, you know. Oh, no, they should have made episode three longer. That's what I keep saying. But I mean, yeah, that's what that, I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it was long enough. All right. Um, Daryl gets caught. So, yeah, so Daryl's caught. They ask him where the boy is, and I love he just, just like they translate back and forth to French, and he asks him, and he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> like just yells it at him, um, which I thought was pretty good. He, and the guy and didn't of course, wait for the translation. I was really shocked. <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. Um, and of course, just as things start to get heated, Laurent comes walking. Oh, yeah, 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 it gets heated. The guy's about to, he's like, take the left one. And he's about to cut Daryl's yes. eye out. And Daryl, 
unflinching just sits there and it's the best. <laughs> like he's so yes. Like, yes. hardcore, like take it. I don't I don't I don't need one anyway. He's <laughs> like, I already got a scar there. This'll just make it look even better. Um so yeah, so Laurent comes out of the woods at this point to to spare him. So again, very much like a I, this, this didn't bother me at all like i know sometimes kids do stupid stuff but again this kid at his heart it made like, sense he's yeah he's he's sense. attached himself to daryl yeah. and i think it, if laurent knew that daryl died or was maimed or whatever because of him like that would be something he would have a hard time doing. yeah it would have it would have been weird if he didn't come out it's just Daryl yes. was yeah. buying more time for him to get away and whatnot. It's obvious to me anyway that they were going to get caught with the way they were doing it. They would have at least had maybe a little more of a chance if they had just kept running. Yeah, but either way, as as Aaron put it, we had to get to where we got at the end of this episode. So. If, um, if this was season three, Carl, he would have let him take the eye out. Then he would have eaten the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was season, you know, season eight car or whatever he dies, he'd like to come out, he'd bless everybody first and say, look, read my book and uh, then yes. get in. Um, so we come back to Quinn and Isabel. Quinn is like dressed to the nines. Yeah. He's looking, he's looking <laughs> he top he notch. He thought he had before. Now he's, oh. he's all Yeah, over. man. <laughs> He's ready to go to the rock. Got that parade. suit. That's what he's doing. Sixty yeah. percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> he brings out the jewelry that allegedly he's been saving uh, since Isabel left him. You know, the first time he talks about how, like, yeah, after the fall, you could just walk into a jewelry store and just take what you want. Again, to back up my claim that jewelry is abundant everywhere. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I instantly thought of. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was like, take that, bitches. Um, <clears throat> so Janae is having this this big ball gathering thing, and she wants Quinn there. And Quinn makes a point of like, hey, she needs me. I, I'm able to acquire things. And, you know, he, basically he's the, you know, the penguin, the Lando, whatever you want to call it. Like, he's the guy that... Penguin's actually pretty fitting. Right. I'll give you that. Penguin's pretty fitting for this. Yeah. He, he's in this like, mode, for sure. <laughs> he's like yeah. Red in the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I, I don't know um, if I go that far, but yeah, okay. I hear, I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> he's a man known to be able to get things. So Isabel convinces Quinn that she wants to start over. So it, it, it's clear to me at this point that she read what she read on the note. So it's it's very important that she's able to get in at Quinn's side, like yeah. that whatever this gala is, she needs to position herself to where she's yeah. there. <clears throat> and so she starts to basically cozy up to him and kind of take on the role. It's one of two um, things. It's either that was a note from um, what was the other nun's name? The other nun. Anyway. Uh, I can't think of her name. Yeah. But I don't know how she, Sylvie. Sylvie, yeah. So, I don't yeah. I don't know how she would have gotten a note into that palace. Yeah, no, I'm gonna just say Or it's, it's a note from from was her name Anna? Yeah. Anna. That. Yeah, that. Telling but is she telling her that hey they've captured Laurent or is she just telling her, Hey, 
I've turned on. Dude. Yeah, that. That's my thought, yeah. Just show us the damn note. <laughs> That'll be next episode. Gotta save, gotta save some of the Just that picture from Becky um, Treehorn's place. Got big erections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they, they get in the car, they leave, they go to the palace. And as they're driving up, like Isabel looks outside and it's Falou and Sylvie and the rest of like, they're all in line to come into whatever this, this gala presentation speech, whatever this thing is. So at this point, it's clear, like there's multiple things going on, right? Like that there's somebody's making some moves. Um, and so they go inside they kind of go, I guess they get the VIP treatment at this point. They're going backstage to go meet with Janae and they see that there's a man being drugged through the hall. He gets taken into a room and they start beating the crap out of him. Um, and Janae comes up and, and basically says, Oh, he took a bribe. And so we're, we're beating the crap out of him. Um, and you saw the look on Quinn's face right then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Annie, we find out Annie's is there as well. We look over Daryl's already in the cell, one of the cells. Um, he's been kidnapped, and at this point, Janae takes Quinn and puts him in there with Daryl, and and Quinn is wondering the old, the old flipperoo. <laughs> yeah, everybody's double crossing everybody now. Um, she takes Isabel to see Laurent, and her thinking here is that she's going to give this big speech. She's going to call for all this unity and then she's going to call Laurent out and basically use him as, as a tool to kind of pacify the masses because they all see him as like this leader, Messiah, whatever you want to call it. And the fact that if, if it seems like he's with her and you know, all of that, then um, they'll, they'll be in a good, the the masses will be appeased. Regardless of Um, where this goes with Laurent and what he is, whatever. I do like that the show's still grounding him. Whereas Jeanette yeah. is like, yeah. where she's like, I get it. I see what you do. You have, you have like a, a curiousness and a smile about you that lets you be intriguing to people. I'm not buying it, whatever you are, but I'm going to use you as a symbol. I like that she's, she's, she's seeing, she's seeing through this, regardless of if there is something more to him or not. And she's like, I know what to do with you. I, I like that. I like the scheming right. that's going yeah. on. And, and again, the fact that if he tr- – so this is I'm, – I'm getting ahead of myself as far as where the show is going. But to kind of push back a little bit on the whole, oh, this kid is immune or has some sort of superpowers or whatever, given that Janae is in charge of like whatever these experiments and whatever whatever – or is heavily involved in all of that process, if she felt he had some sort of magical gift given how – She's in on whatever it is they're doing with these walkers. My guess would be she would be wanting to, you know, cut his head open to figure out what's what's with his brain. So the the fact that she's not buying into that part of it to me even speaks more to the fact that this kid isn't supernatural of uh, in, in maybe, any way. But, but it, he's he more has this aura about to her right now at, alive than anything because of what he represents to these people. Maybe, maybe sure. her plan is once that his usefulness and that is done, then she's going to experiment on. Oh, it. you didn't see the room with the label um, <laughs> "boy body chopper" on it. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so we we cut back to the flashback, and we're again now we're in familiar territory, right? Like we know, we know from the pilot on the pilot one episode, second, right before the flashback starts, you hear Quinn say to Daryl, "You better sleep with one eye open" or something like that. Yeah, he tries to talk to. And I'm just sitting here thinking, dude, he's not stuck in a cell with you. (laughs) You are stuck in a cell with him. You need to sleep with both eyes open. What are you talking about? Uh Oh, oh, and the other, that other burn when when um, when uh, to to, when Jeanette um, uh, uh, she she says to Laura like um, don't. Uh, you're making me angry, which isn't a good idea. And when Laurent goes back, it's like, you're not angry. Your heart's broken. And she gets pissed off and storms out of the room. It's like, oh, yeah, she gets so mad. Yes. She yeah. cut him deep. Or he cut her He cut her deep. on. Yeah. I will yes. say this. Yeah. That kid can read people pretty good. Yes. Like, he, they need yes. to take him into Vegas for a weekend or something. I remember saying that last episode. Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Cut to Daryl and Lorette on an escalator, matching suits going down. <laughs> <laughs> matching gray suits. <laughs> Wearing sunglasses. Um, Wood watch. So we cut back to the boat. Again, we started the whole season with the boat. So we know that there's freaky stuff, experiments, what have you going on with this boat. Um, and, um, and, so everybody gets rounded up, put in the cage, um, put in the cell, and uh, one of the guys takes Daryl's vest before he puts him Which in the like, cell. Which is like, well, that was a mistake. Like, <laughs> that was a mistake, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you could tell there's kind of some time passage going on because, like, at, periodically they're taking one of these uh, people in the cell and they're throwing him in, like, like we mentioned earlier, when they get on the boat, one of them says like feed and the other one's like fast or whatever. So clearly there's a, there's a group that they're trying to not, you know, feed. And then the one that they are. So again, this is all experimentation and whatever the hell's going on. It's not a, One's a control on, on this, group. The other's the experiment. Right. Yeah. It's not a knock, but it is like, and now it's down to Daryl and the other guy that just that just got in. Of course, like, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like oh, gee, the who the fuck is the, the? It's these two exact guys yeah. that are left. <laughs> yeah. Um. So at at this point, um, it's yeah, it's just it's just Daryl, um, and, and the other guy. So this is where we kind of get some intercutting back and forth between the present and the yeah. flashback. Um, they're taking Daryl from the cell. And they put him in this arena while Janae is kind of giving this rousing speech, you know, about what what's you know what her vision is for France and how they're all going to be united and everything's going to be great. Got and some it's gonna, very you know, Hitler Mussolini vibes to that speech. Uh, not, not, well, uh, and then they all start singing not, the 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 Marseillaise. Yeah, like, not, I mean, it's it, very it was, much not one like, of Sondheim's best, is what I was going to think. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very much like a unified like France after the revolution kind yeah. of you know thing. Well, and when um, she men- mentions the sixth regime, it's like because France is currently in their fifth. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, but like what to yeah. go back to what you're saying as far as the allusions to other dictators. My thought was also as we see more and more of this, and we see how smaller and smaller the actual crowd is. I'm like. Yeah, you're just a crazy bad person. <laughs> like you're not, you're not trying to lead yeah, shit. Pretty much. Yeah. You're just another horrible leader that's going to die some terrible death eventually. <laughs> like, yeah. Before we continue on, though, do you, 
do you think that she has some not familial but uh, relation to the leaders of the CRM back in America? Like maybe they were working together. I, I don't know. And maybe that I don't maybe, think so maybe because she would just use the CRM the, to the, the the dude whose brother got killed, the guy with the Kirkland brand Mike Tyson tattoo on his face. Um, I'm wondering because at one point I don't know if it was this episode or, or an earlier one, but he mentioned something about control. And I'm wondering if maybe the doctor that was there in World Beyond at one point that they've talked about came from her. I mean, I, I would imagine there's at least a tenuous connection because they would like the world beyond wouldn't have gave us a post credit scene set in France. If there was not right. something there, right? I, I don't think it's necessarily that significant. I don't think we're going to like get some revelation. That's going to be like the world beyond did this all along. Like, I think it's just more of, Oh no, no, the world, the world is shared. But it could have been a good show all along. <laughs> the world, just... the world, I think the world, the world is shared enough, but I don't think it's going to like double back too far. Like, I don't think, I can't even remember if Julia Ramon survived in that show or not. Because I'm, I'm just wondering if the the exchange of ideas and maybe resources and things like that will help Jeanette get get stronger in France. Well, didn't what did didn't Jenner appear in the in the post credit thing on World Beyond? Yeah, so he did. like yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a connection. I mean, you know, I I, I don't know the extent, but I, yeah. I think it, it's enough to be to like the, well, the, the the implication was they were talking to all the different CDCs around the, yeah, around so, the world yeah. like that. So it's more like Walking Dead, we're a whole universe, right? As opposed to this definitely ties to this show. It also makes me back. wonder yeah. if the, that maybe this the virus originally started from some experimentation going on in France. I mean, as I said from the start, if they answer that question, fuck this show. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm <laughs> on that. It just makes yeah, me need to know that. Um, yeah. So, like I said, at this point, we're kind of, fl- we're kind of yeah, flipping back and forth should. quite a bit because everything's coming to a head. But the, the, the gist of the Daryl flashback part is Daryl, at this point, I imagine he's faking being sick. Like oh, he's yeah. not literally coughing Obviously. up blood. <laughs> he bit his tongue. Like, he's yeah. bit his lip or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I um, thought the guy so that he was locked up in there with that got them there in the first place. I thought he was in on like a plan with Daryl. No, he was, he was in on the, pl- cause he even says okay. when they get out, he's like, Oh, the plan worked. Like, so I, I figured yeah. maybe Daryl told him, Hey, punch me in the mouth or something. Daryl's not going to trust that guy with that. And that guy's hand would, would shatter <laughs> trying to touch the jaw of Daryl. Daryl bit of That belt. is true. <laughs> he's like, fuck, he's diamond. <laughs> It'd be, it's, it's mortal. So combat where you're like, you're trying the powers of Emma Frost. I'm saying it's like Mortal Kombat, the first one where you like have those different stages where you like try to ch- like chop your hand into something and eventually it's diamond. Daryl, you know, th- this guy's punching emeralds. Maybe Daryl's diamond. You're not punching him and getting blood out. Yeah, that's the reference nice. I went for. Wow, <laughs> it's a long way. I went to the way. 90s oh, for that one. Sure, I did. Yeah, yeah, the early the, 90s. The first too. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Were you even as, alive then, Aaron? As the as the thirteenth game just came out like last week. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, Daryl fakes being sick. They open the gate to come get him, and at this point, they realize, okay, like he's just next into the into the grinder here, and so they pop open the thing, and of course, Daryl hops up, takes out 
all three of those guys. All of us are collectively um, sitting on grabs the keys. Like, we're, we're like, we've raised up in our chairs. We're like, here we go. Let's see this thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Instead of shooting the guy with the rifle, he literally just like takes it and twists it around. Till he, cr- he cracks his, uh, that throat. whole, well, then he gets the other guy, all he blows this, his brains out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, was really yeah just, just boom. Of, of the fight that he puts on here is, pretty damn cool yeah especially before he twists the gun that guy's neck the way he shoots that guy in the head like you were saying that was just (laughs) then he put on his vest like yeah yeah. makes the best back that like daddy opens batman theme plays it's great like well (laughs) (laughs) oh that would have been perfect (laughs) nerds look at you stop it stop it Wait, out of the four of us on here, who has the Batman podcast? <laughs> and you still out-nerded me just now, so stop it. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, I made that, um, I, I made so that yeah, obscure takes Daddy Elfman Batman reference. <laughs> yes, obscure. Yes. So obscure, no one knew about it. Danny who? You know the guy from the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Daryl takes the keys and he just goes through and just starts opening all the cells to free everybody to just cause mass chaos. This is great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they get to the top of the of the of the um, rowboat, the escape boat, lifeboat, and of course there's like fumbling around of like how do it's because everything's in French. Like how do we you know how do we get get in the boat to, to, uh, to MAGA one's um, credit. He has one of the best lines of the episode. It's like, do I look like a guy that could read fast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, eventually he ends up getting, Oh, so this is where we get one of the walkers that gets yeah. let loose who has like, I get, I don't know what's going on with this one because he's got like things protruding yeah. from him. Um, like almost like electrodes. Well, they look or something. like leads or something. Like- and yeah, yeah, yeah. And this th- this thing is like he's full on berserker, like he's World berserker War Z. Uh, Twenty eight days later, zombie. Like he's just clambering up the stairs, like well, calling he, ass. Like he's one of the fast. early experiments for the super soldier serum that we see at the end. Yeah, he's he's a climber. Yeah. Not to be confused yeah. with slime. He's the Captain um, America of zombies. To the point where Daryl even like hits him in the head with a with a fire extinguisher, which normally when you would hit like a good wallop to one of the zombies will will take it down. Thing. This thing just like like shook it off and kept going. Um eventually hits the one guy who hits backs into the release button, the lifeboat goes down, and then all we they kind of foreshadowed it a little bit earlier where when one of them ran into the to one of the um, cargo containers, you could see there was a fire yeah. that got started. Yeah. Like there was there was flames and stuff going out. So boat falls. Daryl uh, does like, Darryl's yeah, like he does oh, like crap. a, a, a John McClane jump off the boat. Like, yes. Oh, that was great. Yes. Jump Darryl, so Daryl killed, yes. yeah, killed a boat. That's that's a word on now. Just add this to the tally. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl killed a boat. Yeah. Um, so he jumps off into the into the rowboat just as the uh, the boat explode is is not it, obviously the whole boat doesn't explode but there's a there's a there is an explosion on the boat because the boat has to get um, to shore at some point we, so that for them to know that something happened to begin with that's what I was right but because like yes, when yes. we first started this we get that that one scene at the first episode where they're like talking about the boat I had such a different perception of what happened like we all did like but no one really knew what happened but like 
it made it seem more like right. Daryl was maybe like part of a crew by chance or something. Maybe like something ha- he got in like a yes. fight or something. Just had to, and, yeah. he had to ditch. and he like ditched the boat. This is like Jesus. He had like a whole action sequence. Mm. He blows up part yeah. of the boat. Zombies are loose everywhere. <laughs> it's the it's the more nut. Yeah. Like this is the version you'd exaggerate to tell people. Instead, this is the the, the actual version that happens. <laughs> this is what actually happened. Daryl went yes. off John McClane and shit. Yeah. Daryl would just say, "I had a bad day." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which he does, right? He's like, yes. yeah. 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 It's a it was, it's I'm a long pretty story. sure if you it's looked at the story. name of the boat on the side, it was Nakatomi. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sure. That'd be hilarious. Um. So yeah. So, and again, now we know how Daryl got to be on the boat in the first place. How he got off the boat. How he's in France the whole night. Um. So then we come back to the pit, and uh, the, they bring off this walker, and so this was interesting. One guy comes out and throws down the axe and then leaves. And then they bring out this walker who's got something like uh, he's he's on like a pole, and they got him bound. They got him handled midsection. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so the the interesting thing is there's a guy like above with a rifle pointed down, and I'm like, okay, he's the failsafe, right? Like (laughs) if this thing. Or if this thing starts to that get too, away, sure. right? Yeah. Like if 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 it kills Daryl and then he, it starts to get away, he's there to shoot uh-huh. the thing in the head. And it's like, nope, he's there to juice this bitch up. <laughs> like he shoots this thing with a dart. Like this thing was already dart. mad. That's the other thing. Like, he was already a mad walker. <laughs> like, he was yes. Got- yeah. yeah, yeah. He was pretty fierce to begin with. And it's this uh, green glowing liquid in the so, yeah. in the dart. Je- Jeffrey so called it the reanimator fluid. <laughs> yes. And then we get the whole – so we've seen this effect before, right, where it's like the worms – like it's, it looks like worms going through the brain area. Like, looks like he's like hulking out. Skin. looks like his veins are just popping. Uh, like he's, he's juiced. He's juiced which, up. Yeah. Which brings up a question for me, and that is – now, I understand that some bit of synopsis in the brain and, and the um, – goes on and whatnot, but I mean, it was established all the way back when with Jenner and stuff that the organs die and everything else, so how is his circulatory system still working? Let me get my degrees out. Well, we don't know what it is that that was injected. I'm just saying, it's like, we know the zombies don't have blood pumping or anything like that, so how did this stuff work its way in? Maybe this reactivates his circulatory circulatory system. I don't uh, know. They, like, maybe, maybe, maybe. A wizard did it. Like, what else do you want? Oh, <laughs> no, what? The wizard is yeah. the best one. I like that. Again, we don't yeah, know what this fluid is. Like it, it maybe he has be some powers now. And he, and he <laughs> yeah. immediately levels Nanites. up to the point right. of, I can barely grab a lightsaber, too. I could push an entire person to a ship. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened. You know what? That makes so much yeah. sense now. Maybe he was—he played a lot of Jedi Jedi Knight and yeah. got all the yeah. got all the uh, the power up. So it's just really- that easy. Well, and I know how much Daryl likes it when everything's explained by magic. So. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we're all happy. Uh, this <laughs> yes, agreed. As somebody who's editing last week's episode. I'm sure, I'm sure it's there. Agreed. You can hear me being very quiet, which I'm not. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so that's kind of where we leave things. Is is the big charge from this juiced up Walker? So, which, would you prefer? That's such, cool, such a cool cliffhanger. I thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, would you prefer if the next week they just end it with he's already beaten the thing and then he's just walking to another scene? Oh yeah, the what head should you, like it should. Yes, the, the opening shot should head. be like cut, like cut the to, head roll. Bl- it should be below Daryl's legs. Yeah. It's slightly spread open. Head yeah. falls behind him, and he yeah. walks, drops the axe. <laughs> it's like, next. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do want to say, I don't know if you guys experienced this. I don't know. Do you watch it on AMC Plus? Yeah. Or yes. if it was just yeah. my AMC Plus? But usually they play credits or a little bit of credits, and then they go to the next week's scene. Oh, this one mine, one. mine, it literally cut to... I won't say what it was, but it's obvious that they make it all make it out of there. With yeah, yeah, the show called Daryl Dixon doesn't <laughs> yeah, end with Dixon died in the fifth no, episode. No, I know that, but I'm I hear just you. Saying, I, I, I hear it was you. It's, super annoying that AMC Plus did not put a buffer there because normally I don't watch the next week's. No, I just thing. I turned it off right away. I was like, no, thank you, I'm good. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, this show listen, doesn't have the, the <laughs> behind the scenes thing either. Yeah. Yeah. Like the like all of the other ones do. I mean, right. even, even well, the, to, I they did it before though, where they that, didn't do a behind the scenes one for. A they period. have. I have to think there's a strike thing in there too. I mean, I get yeah. that. The oh, yeah, you're are, probably well, right. They're not. Yeah. I get that the directors are not always writers, but I think this is late enough where maybe it's just a no. That's a good solidarity point. thing. Yeah, yeah no, probably. No, that's a good. That's a good call. Because they're always, fil- you know, it's not like they're professionally filmed. They're always shot like on Zoom in their bedroom. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's clear that they're they're all shot in one day because they're all wearing the same clothes. But yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. No, that's a good call. That's a good call. So yeah, so that's where we are. The end of of the episode on a cliffhanger. One more to go, right. and again, it, it's helpful that like again, this is not the end. This is, I just mean, even beginning. episode six would just it'd just be the end of that season. So, yeah, more to come. All right, so definitely a more pleasant uh, a, a, a more pleasant time this episode. So, do a mores. How many how, how many um, burners do you give this one, Rich? This one, um, I actually give it four. Uh, the thing is, is, is there was a lot that I, I don't know. It just felt there was more depth to this one. Um, I have to say, even in the boring episodes, they they have continued to have great cinematography in every single one of these episodes, and like especially like the scene. Um, uh, Riverside and all of that stuff. I thought there were some really great shots there. Um, the story um, actually makes a little more sense now. It There's not points of it where I was just bored out of my mind like I have been the last two weeks. I was super annoyed with the clunkiness of the capture scene and everything like that. But were you? That, yeah. But that aside... I thought it was a damn solid episode. I give it four. Daryl? I enjoyed this piece of... No. I enjoyed the episode. It was... Again, I think it... it, We get a little bit more about what happened to Daryl. I I like that they waited this long to tell us. With it being short, shorter season, I think it was... It kind of helped that they could wait this long before they told us exactly what Daryl went through to wind up washing ashore uh, in France. Um, 
And uh, the kid, I mean, again, the kid was pretty good. Like, the kid, he's done things that you got. You understand what his motivations were, even when they were the ones he did this episode, especially. Um, And you get a little bit more with, uh, what's her name, Uh, Isabel? Isabel. Yeah, you get a little bit more with Isabel and the turmoil that she's gone through and not wanting to go back to that life again. So, I mean, it, it, this has been so far, I think this has just been a really fun mini series to watch so far. I give it a uh, four out of five. Also, Aaron? I'm at a four as well. I think that's the appropriate rating for this week. It does a good job of expanding on pretty much everything about this series so far. It gives us some flashback stuff that I think is really effective. It gives us this great Aslan character, honestly, that's like only Andrew for so much, but I just really enjoyed him. Um, it's, I think, very well acted on the part of um, on the part of uh, Rita specifically, but I mean, in general, the cast is doing the job. Uh, like, it, it, yeah, it's the kind of mild clunkiness in some of it just to like, for the sake of what seems like plot momentum, that like, robs it a little bit of being, you know, a best episode, but it's still like really good. I think it's a really solid episode of this show. So yeah, four uh, burners. Wow. We're all in agreement. I'm going to give it four as well. Uh, it's really solid episode. I think the character interaction is really solid. Um, the action bits were, were good. I think the, um, the telling of, of how Daryl got here was interesting and maybe not quite what I was expecting. The uh, Carol showing up, um, even if it's just via voice, uh, was a nice little surprise too. So yeah, I think there was just a lot to like about this, this episode. Cool. So we're recording pretty early this week. Did we get any Facebook comments, uh, yet so far? We actually did. Um, <gasps> this is of course on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash group slash WTP podcast. I post the, uh, the, 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 the posts every week for the episode. So the listeners can chime in with their thoughts. And we have one here from Kevin Barry. He writes 3.75 juiced up walkers out of five. I went back and forth about how I felt about this episode, but aside from the Laurent cutting the boat away moment, I really enjoyed it. I liked the Daryl backstory and the, 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 the set setting up Quinn, um, and the show continues to deliver on the usage of set design and the French locations to assist in storytelling. I think some will not like the man-made Walker variations, but I find all this to be entirely believable and scientific research into Walker has been around since the show began. It all fits with human nature to want to understand, experiment, and eventually weaponize something. I would actually like to know more about this part of the Walking Dead universe since becoming a larger part of the show. Also, uh, finally, we find, we find out Heath returned, which I'm sure is what Carol said to Daryl over the radio. <laughs> there you go. All right. <clears throat> well, thanks everybody for replying. Um, one more to go, so hopefully we'll get uh, we'll get some more comments for next week. If any squeak in after we record, we'll we'll definitely pick them up uh, at the beginning of the next episode. Before we uh, we jump right into fear after after next week, so we're we're on a we're on quite the roll um, here at the Walking Dead TV podcast. So. All right, Mr. Newerth, where can people find you on the net? Uh, you can find everything I do on my personal blog, thecodedzeek.com. Um, I host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe, which is available everywhere you can find podcasts. My friend Abe and I discuss new movies weekly, and it's October, so we always have these special bonus horror-themed episodes that we're doing all month long, and this is a lot of fun so far. We've gotten a few in uh, dealing with uh, different countries and their relationship to horror. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. 
Mr. Taylor? Uh, you can hear me on uh, the Retro Movie Geek podcast where we have our uh, Halloween-themed episodes. So check those out where we deal with uh, evil ghosts and uh, that kind of stuff and evil haunted houses. Um, and you can uh, hear me with Russ on uh, Gotham uh, by Geeks, which is a Batman feature podcast. And also on DC All-Stars, which is a DC Comics-oriented podcast as well. So you can check all that stuff out. Just look up Taylor Network of Podcasts. You'll find it there. Mr. Chub Toad. I'm at Chub Toad one on all the socials. And you can find me here, hhwld.com, at this very podcast. And like Daryl said, over on Gotham by Geeks. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we will be back next week for the finale, the season finale, yeah. not the series finale, but the season finale of Daryl Dixon. So until there's no more room in hell and then dead walk the earth, juiced up walkers are the best walkers. <laughs>